All right, welcome back to the show. Question for you. Has Canada committed a crime against humanity? A very big question. But there is a group of Canadian lawyers who think there may be a case for this and is calling the International Criminal Court to investigate both the Canadian government and the Vatican for its involvement in the death of the 215 children found in the grounds of a Kamloops residential school. And a letter has now been signed by 15 lawyers. More are expected to join right across this country. And in short, as I'm reading it, it demands that employees, agents, and actors of both the church and the Canadian government who may have been involved in the creation or cover-up be held to account. And the letter also points out that there are likely more graves that will be found and that these children that have already been found are evidence of murder, extermination, forcible transfer of a population, rape, sexual slavery, persecution against an identifiable group, enforced disappearance of persons, apartheid, and general inhumane acts. Those are tough words to say, tough words to hear, but this is the case they will present. Jonathan Dennis is a founding partner and chief financial officer at Guardian Law Group. He joins us now. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. This letter has been uh, submitted to the International Criminal Court um, to see if they will look at this as a case. Is there enough that they will uh, look at this and open a case? Well, uh, you're the first person I'm telling this to today. At four, four in the morning, Calgary time, we got a uh, notification from the International Criminal Court that they're opening up a file to look into this. So obviously they're taking it seriously, but there is a long way to go. Uh, the ICC has jurisdiction over crimes against humanity. That includes murder, extermination, and other inhumane acts. And uh, uh, our position is that we need an independent and impartial investigation in the interest of justice to find out exactly what happened in Kamloops. Okay, I've got a hundred questions, but I'll start with this one. I mean, the RCMP just started its investigation into this, and I would think that the police would probably be a part of an international case. I mean, they were maybe um, supposed to serve and protect and, and could be named in any suits. And so when you say independent investigation, obviously you're saying we need someone outside of the RCMP. Absolutely. There's, uh, there's an often cliched saying in, in uh, legal circles that justice must not, must not be, just be done, but be seen to be done. Yeah. Uh, this is something of concern to all Canadians, left, right and centre, wherever you stand on the political spectrum. We simply need to get to the bottom of this. And the best and most proper avenue for this investigation is the International Criminal Court. Uh, Canada is one of the original signatures uh, to the International Criminal Court. In fact, it was one of the leaders in starting this, and it's appropriate that uh, that they should be involved as an independent and impartial observer. So there are a number of interesting aspects to this, because obviously the goal is to hold those who took part in this to account. Certainly on the church side, there are those who would still be alive. Many would be dead by now. But there are people who are alive that, that served uh, at, the, at the church side of this thing. So that's one battle. But you've also got the government side of this. And these schools were open up until 1997. And so if this got um, you know, advanced to the International Criminal Court, would people like, um, uh, well, Pierre Trudeau is not alive, but certainly Jean Chrétien would be alive. There are people who, who were in government at the time um, who, were, who knew about what was going on in these residential schools, who, was, who were in charge of making sure that these residential schools uh, were, were um, active and, and being used. Would those people be called? 
Uh, those people could potentially be called. Having served as a cabinet minister in Alberta myself, I can tell you that departments can get so large, it's quite often that you don't know the minutiae of what's going on. But at the same time, uh, just like in any criminal case, if there, there's any evidence, a subpoena should be issued for the evidence, and the evidence should immediately be seized. People shouldn't have time to, uh, to digitize it or to doctor the evidence potentially. I have no, no proof that that's going on. But Typically, it is it is the uh, process that the the uh, evidence is immediately seized and then parsed through by the particular authorities. Uh, again, the 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 whole perception of of, uh, of propriety of this investigation uh, needs to be uh, needs to be very clear. Uh, this is an issue that's not going away. And frankly, uh, I grew up in Regina, and there was a residential school 45 minutes from me when I was growing up until 1996. I didn't know about it. We need to teach. Uh, people about this, that this has happened, and make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. And, and you know, I spoke with um, a lawyer, Mitchell Garabedian, uh, earlier. He, he's known for fighting sex abuse cases against the church and uh, has, has dealt with, with thousands of these cases. You know, it's a, a real David versus Goliath fight uh, because the church, the Vatican, certainly are such powerful entities and they've got the secret documents and they can make these things go away. Um, and, and one of his, his pieces of advice was that the government of Canada, which would be the Trudeau government, uh, make sure that records don't get destroyed. And I don't get the sense that the Trudeau government is doing that. What they seem to be doing is urging the Catholic Church to do the right thing when what we should be doing is making sure that documents aren't being shredded or double delete, you know, deleted right now at, on, on both the church and the government side. Oh, absolutely. This, any, any basic investigation, we should be preserving the evidence immediately and then uh, worrying about the details later. Uh, it's possible, and again, I have no evidence to this effect, but it's possible that if somebody knows that there's an investigation coming, that they're going to conceal evidence. Uh, this is uh, just uh, regular uh, basic uh, criminal law. And uh, this doesn't need to be a partisan issue either. Uh, Stephen Harper right. apologized for the residential mm -hmm. schools. I think that'll be part of his legacy. I think part of uh, Justin Trudeau's will be how he deals with this as well. Right, and whether or not he apologizes on behalf of his father. But he, he is the modern-day uh, prime minister, and he's the one who ran on truth and reconciliation, and, and he's going to be demanded uh, to answer. Why why did he not um, you know, answer to the investigative calls by the commission itself when they pointed out that survivors were coming forward and telling them that there were graves of unmarked uh, children in this country, and, and why weren't they given funding? There are a lot of tentacles to this. The other issue is, you know, we're told that there will be other graves across this country. There were 140 schools, but the kind of technology and the kind of investigation that is needed for this could take years. It could very well take years, but the point is, is that, as you adeptly mentioned, uh, we need to preserve the evidence and find out specifically what happened in an independent and impartial manner. Uh, this is an issue for all Canadians, Indigenous and non-Indigenous alike, and if we're going to get on a path to reconciliation with both groups, uh, we need to find out specifically what happened, and make sure that it's not swept under the rug and also learn from the past and make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I think, you know, Canadians are feeling a little bit attacked right now. You know, there are groups calling for cancellation of Canada Day. You've got people wanting to tear statue downs. And I think Canadians who are, are proud and I think should be proud of this country are feeling like, you know, Canada is being attacked. Um, I like to look at it a different way. I mean, as a proud Canadian, I want to make sure that we stand up for our values and make sure that there's accountability um, to make sure that it doesn't happen again and to show the world that we're not a nation that will put up with this. No, absolutely. The worst thing we could do is try to sweep this under the rug. There's been many atrocities that happened throughout the world, and I think that you can only be just for today. And I think that how we deal with this today 
uh, how we teach future generations, how we deal with uh, uh, hopefully an impartial and independent investigation, uh, fully public, fully transparent, uh, is how we can move on from this. And so what's the timeline that you're looking for as far as, you know, th th there are a lot of words, hashtags, uh, prayers, thoughts, all that kind of lip service will be given for a long time. This headline will fade. Um, but the people in, in the survivors of, of these residential schools, those in Indigenous communities, they want action. How long is this going to take? Because we already know, as you know, there are cases right now before the courts under the Trudeau government that they are fighting uh, for for. for um, monetary uh, benefits and uh, basically money to, to make up for, for what was lost right now before the courts that is being fought? Well, there's another old adage in legal circles that the wheels of justice turn slowly. One of the reasons that is because um, it's uh, much better to have a delayed result than, than a, uh, a quick result that might be incorrect. Uh, so re realistically, this may take quite some time, but uh, I, I, I think it's time for the government and all Canadians, to call, Indigenous and non-Indigenous alike, to call on the government to actually do the right thing, refer this to the, independent, the International Criminal Court for an independent and impartial investigation, and uh, let's uh, develop some confidence in this process. Let's work with Indigenous and non-Indigenous people alike. Again, this is not a left, right, or center issue. This is an issue for all Canadians, and uh, we need to get to the bottom of this. No question. It's going to be a long process, but the process has started, and uh, I appreciate um, talking to you and you giving us some insight into it, and we'll uh, talk again. Thank you. And just so you know, there's just over 100 lawyers that have signed on now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, well, we'll talk again and uh, see where things stand and uh, see where the story takes us. Jonathan, thank you for your time. Thank you for yours and best to you. Jonathan Dennis is with uh, the group Guardian Law Group. So we will keep our eye on that as the story continues to develop. Can't ignore it. It's not going to go away. So we might as well dig in and make uh, the very best of a very bad situation.